Hello ladies and welcome to the Amazing Bible Dot Book Club. I am Julie Callio, your host, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. According to the Chronicler, David's first concern was the bringing of the Ark of the Covenant back to Jerusalem to the capital. He called forth all of the leaders and all of the people and shared this with them. And in chapter 13, verse 3, he adds, For we did not inquire of it in the days of Saul. And all the people said, This is good, let's do it. So they went to Bala, which was also called Kirjath-Jerim, which belonged to Judah, to bring up the ark of God the Lord that dwells between the cherubim. They carried it by a new cart, just like the Philistines did in 1 Samuel 6 verses 1 through 12. All Israel celebrated with David. And they had musical instruments and they were playing. And then the oxen and the cart stumbled at the threshing floor of Chidon. And Uzzah put his hand on the ark and he died suddenly from the Lord. This displeased David and David feared God that day. So David left the ark at Obed-Edom's house, who was a Levite. And God blessed Obed-Edom's house and all that he had. In chapter 6 of 2 Samuel, where we hear the story the first time, the story continues about how David did research and then brought it forth to Jerusalem. But in Chronicles, he separates it with other information. In chapter 14, we see that the king of Tyre sent messengers to David with logs of cedar and expert workers so that he could build himself a house. At this, David realized that the Lord had actually established him as king. Then David took more wives and had more children, and this shows the blessing of God. It's interesting that the chronicler leaves out the story of Bathsheba and all of the heartache that many of his sons brought to King David. The only child that the chronicler follows is Solomon, which becomes the next king. We then see that David continues to be blessed with military success. David inquires of God as to if he should fight the Philistines, and he follows God's direction and he wins. And the chronicler stresses that David continued to seek the Lord's direction. And because of that, David's fame went throughout all of the lands. In verse 17 of chapter 14, the writer says, The Lord brought the fear of him, the fear of King David, upon all of the nations. The story continues that David built houses in the city of David, which is Jerusalem, and he prepared a place for the ark of God, and he set up a tent for it. He then said that only Levites are to carry the ark of God and to minister unto the Lord forever. So we do see that David did research on how to approach the Lord and how to carry the ark of the covenant. Once again, David brought forth all of Israel, and this time he assembled the children of Aaron, who were to be the priest and the Levites. He then had them sanctify themselves so that they could bring up the ark. 
Then in verse 13 of chapter 15, David says, For because we did not seek his ways of how to bring forth the ark, and because it was not the Levites who brought it the first time, that God made a breach upon us. In other words, that's why Uzziah died. And so the priests did purify themselves, and then they bore on their shoulders with the wooden rods as Moses commanded according to the word of the Lord, and they did it with joy. They brought it into Jerusalem, and then they offered sacrifices. David was dressed in the clothes of a priest, which may be a picture image of Jesus being both priest and king. David had also assigned some Levites to be musicians and singers, and they lifted up their voices in joy. Chapter 15, verse 16. King David came into Jerusalem, and he was dancing and playing, and we get a short glimpse of Michal, the daughter of Saul, looking out the window, and she despised him in her heart. Again, the writer shows King Saul in a negative light, and he lifts up King David. When the offerings were over, David blessed the people in the name of the Lord, chapter 16, verse 2, and he gave everyone a loaf of bread, some meat and wine, and then he appointed some Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord to record and to write down things and to thank and praise the Lord of Israel, especially with music, and they were to play the trumpets continually before the ark of the covenant of God. Then David gave this psalm of thanksgiving to the hand of Asaph and his brethren. Those were Levites, especially set apart for music. And Asaph and his men wrote at least Psalm 50 and Psalm 73 through Psalms 83. So let's take a look for a moment at David's song. And I will just read a portion of it. Give thanks to the Lord. Call on his name. Make known his deeds among the people. Sing unto him. Sing songs to him. Talk of all his wondrous works. Glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his face continually. Remember his marvelous works that he has done, his wonders and his judgments, his covenant to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and to Israel for an everlasting covenant. And we are to do that because the Lord is great and he is greatly to be praised. He is to be feared. He is creator. Glory and honor are in his presence. Strength and gladness are in his place. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering. Come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. For the Lord reigns. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. And say, Save us, O God, of our salvation, and gather us together, and deliver us from the heathen, that we may give thanks to his holy name and glory in his praise. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel forever and ever. And all the people said, Amen, and they praised the Lord. Now, ladies, keep in mind when this was written, the temple of the Lord was destroyed 
the great city of Jerusalem was set on fire and was crumbled. The Israelites were scattered throughout pagan lands of Assyria, Babylon, Persia, and the Medes, and some were allowed to come back to Jerusalem to start rebuilding. It was a hard task, and here the chronicle pulls from at least three psalms to encourage his readers. And these are Psalm 105, Psalm 96, and Psalm 106. His main points were this. One, give thanks. And ladies, this is a choice of the will. There is always something to be thankful for. And we need to stop and purposefully give thanks. Then we are to call on his name. We are to pray to the Lord God of heaven. And we are to cry out to him. Three, we are to tell people what God has done. Four, we are to sing to the Lord. It is fascinating to me that there was music always before the Lord. Just a side note, there are two kinds of church music. Some where we sing to the Lord, like how great thou art. In other words, we are telling God how great he is. Then there are songs where we sing to one another in order to encourage one another, such as we have come into his house and gathered in his name to worship him. Both are needed in worship services, but here we are to sing to God. When was the last time you burst out in song in praise to God our Father? Then we are to focus on the Lord. We glory in his name. We seek the Lord. We seek his strength. We seek his face. I've said this before, but we can watch the news and get so discouraged. Or we can even look at our churches of the day and we lose heart. But ladies, let's look up. God is on his throne. God is creator of heaven and earth. And God is good. Let's refocus upward on our victorious God. And one way we can do that is by remembering. We are not to look back at how things used to be, but we are to remember what God has done. His wonders, his judgments, his commandments, and his covenant. Adoniram Judson, a missionary, said, The future is as bright as the promises of God. The Old Testament and the New Testament are full of God's promises. Jesus says before he ascended into heaven, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Therefore go and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teach them to observe all that I've commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. God is with us, not just any God, but the creator of the heavens and the earth. Jesus, all power and authority has been given to him. Nothing is too difficult for him. Nothing. And then the chronicler cries out, Save us, O God, and gather us together and deliver us from the heathens. Why? So that we may give thanks to his holy name and glory in his presence. It's not so that I can live the American dream. It is so that I can praise and glory in God. Which God? 
the Lord God of Israel from which Jesus comes. And as we have seen over and over again, God's plan from the very beginning was to make himself known to all of the nations. But it was through the nation of Israel that the Lord made his covenant so that Jesus could come. In Romans, in the New Testament, the apostle of Jesus Christ, his name is Paul, talks of the people of Israel in chapters 9 through 11. And he talks of all Israel being saved. And that means not just the Jews, but the Gentiles too. In other words, it doesn't matter what nationality you are from. If you believe in the one true God and his son, Jesus Christ, then you are a part of all of Israel, which means we are a part of the family of God. So ladies, if you hear God's voice speaking to you today, what is he asking of you? What is he saying? Let's not be hard hearted towards him. Instead, let's be women of praise, of prayer, of thanksgiving, and of worship. Until next time, and thank you so much for listening.